you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy. He alone deserves our time as we have this broadcast today and look at what God can do for us. Still three feet away from me, still in South Carolina, still colder than it should be. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. What have I come into here? I left Pennsylvania and it was 35 degrees and it's 17. 17 degrees here in South Carolina. And, uh, you know, the good Lord's getting my attention, and I'm thankful that I have heated seats in the car. Uh, you know, sometimes you don't need heated seats when you live in South Carolina, but other times you do. And uh, friends, today, as we went through this, we were just talking about this, and we talked about endurance with grace. And we know grace, right? God's uh, God's riches at Christ's expense. It's really this unmerited uh grace or unmerited favor. I often tell people that grace is like goodwill toward other people, uh, looking for the right thing, the godly thing being out there. So having endurance while being graceful. And folks, those are two adamantly opposed word in the life of, uh, of us, of an American in 21st century America. Uh, these are adamantly opposed to each other. Well, endurance is good. Leave me alone. Get out of my face. You know, palm in your face. Uh, we got all the old preachers who lost their ministry out there trying to uh, be PT czars on Facebook and selling free coaching and stuff like that and, and telling you how you got to be strong. And, and, and I think it's important to have endurance. I think it's important to be strong. But it, it's nothing without the grace of God. And uh, I love over in Romans chapter 5 and 3 and 4, it says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that this tribulation worketh patience. That's when the endurance come. And patience experience and experience hope. And so sadly, folks, when you go through tribulation, man, you get endurance for uh, for ye have need of patience, it says in Hebrews 10.36, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. My brethren, count it all joy. I hate that over in James 1. <laughs> when you fall into divers' temptations. Well, the truth is, you know, Kevin, if I want to work my biceps and my triceps and my legs, I, I got to do a couple things. I got to be walking, running. I got to be lifting weights, doing push-ups, whatever the case may be. But if I want to make that muscle bigger, I have to work at making that muscle bigger. There has to be an intentional work that goes forward. And, uh, you know, there's a preparation that goes into it that you want to change your body style a little bit. You know, everybody wants to change their body style a little bit. Well, you have to put work into it. Well, Mm -hmm. a relationship or an endurance with God requires the same thing. It requires going through some stuff, Kevin, and it works those muscles. Yes, sir. When we do things that change our lives for the good, it's done on purpose. And I've heard it said, I believe it was Michael Hyatt that said it on a podcast several years ago. He said, what you focus on improves. And what I focus on in my life is going to improve everything around me and ultimately approve, improve me. And I was thinking about, you know, the topic, uh, what's, what's the, the, the word, the phrase again we're studying is lessons and grace, endurance and grace, lessons and endurance and grace. So yes, 
what a great day in life when a PTSD experience, what a healing experience when that PTSD finds its answer in grace. In other words, I've been enduring it. Now, how can I come through this thing on the other side? Well, the answer is with grace. It's with grace. God gives mercy to them that show mercy. Same thing with grace. So Genesis 50, 20 is the the textbook experience uh, of a case study in this, in my opinion, and that is Joseph facing his brothers. Joseph's life was a trauma. He's a little boy, and and he's you know he's trying to do right by his dad, but he's kind of telling on his his bros. But he's you know he's still trying to do right, and he had, had to mature. So he had a vision from God, and God had to bring him up to the level of the vision, and it took trauma. And that's what some of you people are going through. I've been through it too, gone through it, that God's given you a great vision for great things in the future. And you went forward at the altar perhaps and you prayed and said, God, please bring this thing to pass. And God's like, are you sure? Yes, God, please, I'm asking. I have this vision. I want great things. I want my borders to be expanded like Jabez in the Bible. I want uh, thy hand to be with me. And God says, are you sure? Because I'm going to have to bring you up to the level of the vision. That's what Joseph went through. And Joseph, on the backside of the vision, went through healing when his brothers did stand in front of him and knelt down. And instead of saying, nah, 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 my vision came true. You're bowing down in front of me. Remember this? I told you so. When the I told you so moment instead was replaced with this. But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Praise God. <laughs> he said, guys, y'all did wrong, but God turned it for right. I am a changed person, and I am so changed. I feel good about y'all, and I'm going to bless you and give you a house to live in and give you a place here in Goshen. It's going to work out well. Why do I feel so gracious? Because God has been gracious to me and is healing my trauma. Yeah, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And there's something special. I love the way you explain that. There's something beyond special uh, when you show grace. Hmm. There's It's it's like God himself works through you for a minute, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, we don't deserve it. We're not doing it. It's not us. And uh, and by the way, anybody can have that. It's no special revelation. Uh, we're not jumping around to get that or anything. It's just allowing God to say, you know what, fellas? I should bring my guards in here and let them beat the tar out of you. I should hook mm. you up to the back of the Chevy and take you for a ride around the block. But you know what? Something happened to me. These last 13 years, man, I was sold into slavery. Old Potiphar's wife, she she tried to do bad things with me, and I thank God I didn't fall. Then I go to jail. It was bad over there in jail, man. You want to talk about bad chow. He'd be better off not having chow than it was over there in jail. But then, you know, I got the call. And uh, I don't know about you, but when the call comes from the Pharaoh and you're second in charge of everything, and there's no other way in your world you can see becoming second charge of everything than what you went through. What an example, Kevin. What an example on grace. Having enduring 13 years. Now mm. I'm in charge of everything. I'm adorned in gold. I'm married mm. to a woman who was saved and raised for the Pharaoh. She's the prettiest girl in the kingdom. She's Miss Egypt. 
She's Miss Universe. <laughs> yeah. She's my wife. And she's godly. And you fellas show up. You guys are hungry. You're backstabbing. You're still living that kind of life. Not me. <laughs> you know why? Because God meant it for good. I like that, Kevin. I like that. God meant it for good, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the second illustration of that very thing you're describing is David. Saul tried to kill David. How long was Saul chasing David, Doug? Was that 10 years, 20 yeah. years? Yeah, I yeah, that. yeah. So years, same, same thing. Saul's chasing David. David knew he was anointed to be king, and he's saying, what in the world ever became of that? I have no idea. I ain't no king. I'm less than a shepherd. I'm a vagabond. And God defeated Saul. God took care of Saul, too. And in your trauma, if you're listening to this and you're saying, I cannot imagine what the other side would even look like, both those guys just simply pushed through and they, they said, God, whatever you're trying to do, I have no idea, but I cannot trace your hand. I trust your hand, though. And uh, David said on the backside, Saul's dead. And David's thinking this. This is what he literally said. And David said, is there any yet of the that is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there was a house of Saul, a servant whose name was Ziba, and, or Ziba, or Ziba. And, yeah. and they had called him unto David. The king said unto him, art thou Ziba? And he said, thy servant is he. I'm sure he's like, man, why are you calling this crippling? You're going to kill me because Saul did all this stuff to you? The king said, is there, um, uh, verse 7, it says, and David said unto him to Mephibosheth, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And I will restore thee all the land of thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. So why did God, why did David do that? Because there was a son of Saul who was a good guy, and it was Jonathan. He said, You know what, Jonathan's kin, I want to show Saul's kids kindness for Jonathan's sake. And you know what? It's a good day when we say, Lord, in all the trauma I've gone through, You've been so good. And for Jesus' sake, he is one human that's got it down right. I don't even have it down right. And I'm going to show kindness to even my enemies for Jesus' sake. Boy, that's saying something right there. For the sake of Christ, I'm willing to do all that. We think it was about 20 years. I just looked for the quick answer, mm. and there is none. Saul ruled about 40 years. We think David was around at least 10. Some people are saying 20. So imagine mm. you can't even go down the subway, Kevin without looking out your rearview mirror, wondering if it, if they're coming after you, if the spears are going to fly. And, folks, yeah. that was David's life. He came out the other end. Hey, hang with us. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. It's funny, I was just telling Kevin, you want to talk about having PTSD, have someone try to kill you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, can't even go to Subway, just a joke there. But I, yeah. I got to tell you, I think the last sub I had at Subway was one of these pepperoni meatball subs. And I got to tell mm -hmm. you something, folks, a little bit of extra cheese on that toasted, 
It wasn't bad. All right, here we are. We continue on <laughs> with the life of Christ. I like Jersey Mike's better. But we continue on with the life of Christ. And as we look at the life of Christ, we see how our life should be lived, on how we should live, on how we come out the other side of this. And when he and we're over there in chapter 18 uh, of the book of John, as we continue on, we're in verse 22 through 24. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answereth thou the high priest so? Verse 23, Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil, but it well. Why smitest thou me? Verse 24, Now Annas had sent him bound into Caiaphas, the high priest and, and, and boy, there's Jesus again. I'm transparent. I'm telling the truth. I'm mm-hmm. living that life. I'm, I'm enduring. I'm being as gracious as I can be. I'm all in. And folks, this is the worst of times for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what that old author say years ago, this is the best of times, the worst. Of times. These are the worst of times. There's yeah. best of times for us. We could say these are the worst of times for Christ. They're best of time for us because we get to live a, a, a sinful life where Christ saves us and we try to do our best. And, uh, but there's this physical assault on Christ. I, I hope that guard made it to heaven. I hope he realized who he was mm. and, and first, hand realized the grace of God that he endured that punishment and uh, but here he is belt in Christ I always been freaked out by people who abuse people just because they can I think we should live the other life I think we should be nice to people just because we can and uh, it's hard sometimes. I get that. I was at Harris Teeter about a week ago or so, and I was waiting at the meat counter two weeks ago. And, and anyway, while I was at the meat counter, this lady's having a bad time. She's tearing up everybody, and she gets my number. And, you know, there's like five people back there. And I'm like, Lord, let that guy over there with a smile or that gal over there that just smile. Mm-hmm. Let them get my number. No, it was crazy woman. She pulled my number, and she came over and said, can I help you, sir? And I said, you lost something. You dropped something. She said, what's that? I said, your smile. I said, how's your day going? I said, anyway, I I could use some of this. And and let me tell you, folks, just be nice to people on purpose. Be kind. Show grace. And, and, you know, it's remarkable that what Christ's response is here. He, He didn't react in anger. He kindly questions the guy. Uh, He challenges him. and, And he says, I've done nothing wrong. Why'd you hit me? Why'd you hit me? There's people out there. You know, folks, if you're in a situation right now where someone's hurting you, someone's hitting you, get out. You know, people are idiots there. That, yeah. that 50% knucklehead factor, sadly, you could draw one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the discernment, or some people, they look real good. Some people, man, you look under the hood, you think it's a V8 that's clean, ready to go. All the spark plugs are good. There's a supercharger on it. Now. It turns out to be one of those four cylinders, man, that's running mm-hmm. on three cylinders. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then it's trans- Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this is what I think. This is what I think. This is this is my take on life and what we learn from the life of Christ as I pass this to Kevin. No matter what your trial is, no matter what your tribulation is, it's not as bad as getting ready to be crucified and getting beat up by some old nasty guard. And yet Christ showed grace and endurance. He endured it. And he showed grace, Kevin. Yeah, praise the Lord. What a what an example to me that I see in Jesus Christ here that he went into this, yeah. like you said, the worst time of his life. And as he is there before people that were abusing him, he he just 
you know, first of all, I, I, we love his calmness. He said, if I've spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. He just, he kind of parsed through the whole thing. It's like, okay, answerest thou the high priest so? And um, by the way, this, something similar happened to Paul. After Paul said, God shall smite thee, uh, or afterwards, God shall smite thee, thou whited wall. And so, you know, some answerest thou God's priest, high priest, so, and punched him. Um, but this is um, this is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he entered it even better than the Apostle Paul. But um, uh, if I have spoken evil, bear witness to the evil. Why, if not, if, 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 if well, why smitest thou me? So, you know, he just asked a question. I love the fact that Jesus answered so many things with questions, and in answering with the question, he said, this is what I've done, and if that's, if that's not okay, uh, tell me that it's, why it's not okay. But if it's fine, why are you smiting me? He was able to parse through to kind of analyze it a little bit. And that, that ability for him to do that took calmness because we get in the flesh. We get our dander up. We get, you know, and we become defensive. And once we become, once I'm in the defensive mode, Doug, I am not thinking, parsing through things where I can say, okay, if I did wrong, tell me what I did wrong. And if it's right, why are you doing it this way? And he's more or less laying it back on them like, I don't think you're. I don't think you found out any wrong, and I don't think you're going to admit to doing uh, that. You're have no reason to smite me. Reasonable request that he made, and I think, like Doug said, let's just be kind and gracious and reasonable with people. If people are flying off the handle, by the way, abused people abuse people oftentimes, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, sadistic people have a bad background, bad background, executioners. I was thinking about as Jesus is going into this terrible, terrible time in his life, he's going to go through the flogging, the scourging, all that horrible thing that took place. Um, if you've ever seen the cuts from, uh, what's that, uh, the film about the the, the Passion of Christ. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that executioner, the the flogging guy. You know, those guys just look brutal. Like, they they love it. Well, why does a guy love, like you said, being cruel? Well, they love it oftentimes because they were treated cruelly. And so they want to find someone who can be, uh, they can own and get this, you know, their jollies from owning someone and hurting them. And, uh, but Jesus, even in that situation was able to, you know, kind of parse through it and say, you know, either tell me where I'm doing wrong or, uh, answer this question. Why are you still messing with me if I haven't done wrong? And, uh, God help us to be able to stay, you know, retain our reason and not go on crazy self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. God help us through that. What a, you know, the greatest point ever, uh, this Joseph story <laughs> You know, folks, I'm telling you, it's a God moment. It's a God thing. It's a God wink, whatever you want to call it. But when you can stand up there hurting in your heart, your whole being is off. Somebody did you wrong. They left you. They bailed on you. They did you wrong. And you can stand there and say, good morning. Nice to see you. Go yeah. about your business. Whew. Help us, Lord. That's a God thing, man. I'm telling you. Uh, when people ruin your life, try to ruin your life, abuse you. And when you stand there, you know, toe-to-toe, and the Holy Spirit of God says, don't belt them. Say good morning.
And you do. You go, good morning. Nice to see you. Can I grab you a cup of coffee? Man, I'm telling you, be that person. Have that kind of endurance and grace. Endure the race. It's a hard one. I'm not going to kid you. It's not. This isn't easy out here, folks. No. This, there's nothing easy about this. We have ups and downs. Our kids have ups and downs. Our spouses have ups and downs. Our, you know, our cousins, nephews, parents, whatever. This is a hard place to be. This is a hard way to live. But in the midst of all that, you can turn that little light on. This little light of mine. How's that go, Kevin? I've got 30 seconds. This little, little light, light of mine. mine. I'm going to let it shine. This light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. And you got to hold your 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 thumb and your pointer together. <laughs> and you got to move them in circles like the little kids and say, this little light of mine, hold that little light up. Hold that little light up. Oh, may God bless you, folks. We sure do love you. Listen, we're digging in tomorrow. We're going on lessons on humility and self-examination. It's going to be all right. Show that grace today. And you know what? A God wink will happen in your life. And stick with it. Have discipline out there, friends. God will take care of you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.